This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. If you haven't heard about Anchor, let me tell you, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Check this out. It is free. No, I'm serious. It's free, 100%. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor then distributes that podcast for you, and you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can also make money from that podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Let's close this. Okay, so I'm using, I'm not on the app. I'm just on like the web-based version because, and and I see participants, I see share screen, I see chat, I see the video, the mute button. I do not see grid view anywhere. On the, on the top right, there top right corner, square, and then it should say speaker view or gallery review no not happening no doesn't look like it hold on okay hold on select a microphone i think that's no that's not what i want audio options that's not what i want it's not giving me any video options this is just fascinating right here it says right here if you put the cursor over it alt f1 to bring up speaker view so try hitting alt f1 and see if that takes it out of it yeah, don't have F1. I'm on a Mac. <laughs> Son of a... Hmm. Hold on. Let me try and find other things here. Encryption, recording. Yeah, we're screwed, boys and lady. Let's see. Let's I'm see. Gonna There's two women now. This up. Ladies. <laughs> there should be a... <laughs> One of us can I do a screen can... share. Okay, yes. Let's do that. Let's see the shared screen. Hi, Jeff. Up. Oh. All right. View options. It's <laughs> a window. I, I see something. Oh, my God. Wow. What okay. What is this, Jeff? It looks like a big black dick. Yep. <laughs> what? Okay, that that was that was, off the record. Off the record. What no, is this? This is on the record. I mean, you, you... I'm Good really Lord. sorry, Jeff. Wait, are we on yesterday's? <laughs> Wait, what? What, what the hell that happened? Did? Nobody, nobody <laughs> decided to actually help. That was it. <laughs> oh, Jeff. I got my wife's Mac. I'm I'm gonna try. What happened? Here, if I just got trolled, that was the best. Oh that my god, amazing. Am I yeah, it was great. Okay. And we are back on Lower After Hours. This is Mike Ryan Fan Account, and today we are joined by Jeff Hassan. All right, guys. 
welcome. I'm sorry. I am. I am still reeling from what just happened a couple minutes ago. I, I don't blame and, you. I don't blame you. Uh, Jeff, let me let me read your intro real quick, and then we'll, we'll get to all of that. Okay. Um, welcome. I to feel like we need to no 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 no. I feel like we need to skip the intro and get right to. That. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's sink in. Let's sink into it. You're right. You're right. Let's sink into it. Um, yeah. So we are. Uh, we. Um, how do I put this, Jeff? Uh, do you want to explain what just happened, or? Sure, I'm technologically Tim Kirkton-esque. It's terrible, and I can't figure out how to by get way, everybody. By the way, we just had Greg Cody uh, figure out how this works. Just so you know, I'm, I'm blaming I'm blaming my computer. I can't get the big old like shared screen on Zoom where I see everybody's faces. So right. somebody was trying right. to share their screen with me, and instead of sharing the screen of all the Zoom faces, there was a picture of a bottle of hot sauce called Big Black Dick Hot Sauce. And somebody <laughs> asked, what are you seeing right now? And I said, a Big Black Dick. Exactly. It was, it was an accident. I was trying to be helpful. <laughs> it was terrible. I'm very Absolutely. sorry. Yeah, let's let's not let's not put that on everybody here. That was one. Uh, that was our correspondent from California. That's Jeff, um, uh, aka and Jeff. Uh, impeccably, impeccably produced. Yes, uh, yes, absolutely. I, I, well, I hate everything. All right, we are joined this week. I'm just going to steamroll it right along here. We're joined this week on Laughter Hour Hours. My name is Crispy Memed on Twitter. And we're joined by ESPN senior MLB insider, co-author of Death to the BCS, the definitive case against the Bowl Championship Series, and author of The Arm, Inside the Billion Dollar Mystery of the Most Valuable Commodity in Sports, Jeff Passan. Jeff, thank you so much for joining us this week. Um, we can just move past all of the, you know, uh, we, we've already, I feel like we know each other very well at this point. <laughs> Um, we've, we've had all the icebreakers you could have and, uh, possibly cram in the past five minutes. So first up, we got Ant in Brooklyn. Ant, take it away. Hey Jeff, um, at Cyano at, uh, Twitter on Anthony from Brooklyn. So I wanted to know what you think is going to happen next year with the DH. Do you think the NL is going to be forced to sort of keep it? Is the union going to fight for the additional higher paying jobs than they're going to get? Or do you think we're going to go back to what we had previously, which is, you know, splitting AL and NL with DH and no DH. If, if pitchers ever hit again, I will be stunned. I think the DH is here to stay. When, when a rule like that gets let out of Pandora's box, it's awfully difficult to put it back in. And I think the same thing is going to be the case with 16 playoff teams. I think that is that something that's here to stay. I think it's, uh, foreshadowing the expansion to 32 teams. So you have half the teams making the postseason. Uh, and, and a lot of the money that's been lost in the pandemic can be made up in franchise fees, which are going to be at least a billion dollars, probably more going forward. Um, but, but the DH is, it's happening. And it's funny because National League DHs have not been very good just in terms of their production this year. But when you look at someone like Nelson Cruz, who's going to be a free agent this offseason, um, Nelson Cruz is someone who, based on his production, should have a lot more than 15 teams that he can go to. Like, I like the idea that there are 30 teams out there that can go after him. 
because he's someone who you want to stay in the game for as long as he can because he's really fun to watch and really good. And and I think the flexibility that the DH offers actually behooves both sides. And uh, the way that the middle class uh, and the salaries for the middle class have gone down over the last you know five years or so means that DHs and the price that they uh, that they got years ago just isn't going to be the same except for the elite of the elite guys. All right. Thanks, Jeff. Glad you joined us. All right. Up next, we're going to go to uh, Beep Count. Uh, I believe he's got a uh, – maybe he has uh, a movie baseball question. Is that correct, Beep? Yeah, thanks a lot, Crispy. I appreciate it. This is at Beep Count on Twitter. Jeff, thank you so much for joining us tonight. I want you to build the best baseball roster, including bullpens, uh, starting rotation, bench, starting lineup, using only characters from movies and TV. I love this question, first off. I probably <laughs> spent more time on this than I did my job today. <laughs> Cause I really, cause I really wanted to be thorough. Um, and, and I appreciate by the way, you guys not putting me on the spot with this because I would have certainly forgotten any, but I don't think I've skipped over any here. So, okay. um, do you want me to go lineup or do you want me to go position by position and then pitcher at the end? Yeah. Yeah. That, that works for me. All right. Um, let's start with the starting pitcher, Steve Nebraska, um, from the scout is the greatest pitcher of all time. Like there's just, there's no other way to put it like a perfect game with 27 strikeouts. If you don't go with him, you're, you're wrong, but there, like, there've been some good starting pitchers. My, I'd say my, my favorite is probably Amanda Wurlitzer. I feel like Nuke Lelouch is very overrated. Mm -hmm. Couldn't throw the ball over the plate at AAA. Like that's a problem. That's not going to get you to the big leagues. Um, you know, like Henry Rowengartner um, was really good, but had only one pitch. Like he'd be better in a relief role. Billy Chapel, super old, like not down with him. Um, relief pitcher. I, I want to go Kenny Powers because I think, <laughs> I think he would be really good as a closer, but I'm going to go, I'm going to go off. The, I'm going to go off the board a little bit. Have you guys ever seen the bench warmers? Yes, uh, David Spade. Yeah, David Spade, Rob Schneider. It is just an utter horseshit movie. It's so bad. My ki my kids love it. They think it's the best thing in the world. And I don't know if you remember, um, toward the end, Craig Kilborn's team, I believe, brings in a ringer um, named Carlos. Right. And, or wait, was this the bench warmers where Carlos was? Uh, see, my kids watch so many, so many like terrible movies these days. Yeah, I think it was the bench warmers. Okay, I want to make sure it's right. They bring in, uh, they bring in Carlos, and Carlos is uh, is drinking heavily, like in the woods, and they're supposed to be playing a bunch of kids, and Carlos has a piece of paper that says, I am 12. And every time I see the paper that says, <laughs> I am 12, Carlos is like a full-blown adult. And it says, I am 12. And it kills me every time. Uh, so Carlos is my relief pitcher. 
because uh, he comes in and just starts blowing guys away until he gets too drunk and has to stumble <laughs> off the field. Uh, catcher. There are a lot of good catchers out there. Crash Davis, Ham Porter, um, Jack Parkman from Major League Two. Got to go Dottie Hinson, though. Okay. From a league of their own. Top notch. She's fantastic. Uh, first base. Major. I grew up in Cleveland, so Major League is like it's like the movie of my childhood. Clue right. Haywood was like the scariest person on earth. I had nightmares about Clue Haywood. Clue Haywood's my first baseman. Uh, second base. I have a question here. Does this have to be a fictional character? Yes, it does. You can't use Chadwick Boseman from 42. Can't use Jackie Robinson. Uh, it does, because Jackie Robinson was going to be my second baseman. <laughs> so that's a, if that's not going to work, um, uh, Marla Hooch uh, from A League of Their Own. Switch okay. hitter, raked. Uh, I got to be honest, like for how important shortstop is in real life, it's, you know, it catcher and center field are the most important positions. I would probably argue that shortstop is the most important position on the field. There have been no great fictional shortstops. You can argue Benny the Jet Rodriguez, but by the end of his career, like when they flash forward, you know, he's lost a step. He's a pinched runner. Like the guy gets, the, the announcer gets super excited and dances around because he steals a base. Like, I don't, I'm, I'm not, I'm sorry. I know Benny the Jet is like the popular one. Um, and despite how poorly in some ways this move has, movie has aged, um, Tanner Boyle from the Bad News Bears was like a, a horribly racist and yet undeniably hysterical when I was growing up before I realized how horribly racist he was right. character. <laughs> and I feel like Tanner, I feel like Tanner is somebody who, who grew up uh, and ended up in jail. And so I want to give him a shout out here okay. as uh, you know, Tanner's probably rotting away like in a in a county penitentiary somewhere. Right. And... Covered with face <laughs> tattoos. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going off the board here for third base. Um, I don't know how many people saw this movie called Everybody Wants Some. It was a Richard Linklater movie. came mm -hmm. out a couple of years ago. It was about a summer ball team. And it was just a really fun movie. And Glenn McReynolds was the third baseman and the best player on the team. And he actually looked like a baseball player. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, Roger Dorn is way overused at that. Roger Dorn honestly kind of sucked. Um, and Ricky Vaughn slept with his wife. And it was great. So I'm going, I'm going Glenn McReynolds. Uh, left field, uh, T-Rex Pennebaker from Mr. 3000. Stud. Center right. field, Bobby, Ray, Bobby Rayburn from The Fan stud right field uh roy hobbs i think roy hobbs played right field not positive about that um and dh pedro serrano because you don't fuck with joe boo <laughs> <laughs>
That's great. <laughs> fantastic. Fantastic. Thanks a lot for joining us, Jeff. I appreciate it. Um, he, uh, he, he's asked quite a few people that question, one of which is a guest Lauer Ranger tonight. Um, he is our resident baseball expert. That is Mr. Jeremy Taché. Um, he was asked that question, but on the spot, and he did an excellent job with it. And uh, I think he's a little salty at us that we, we prepped you ahead of time. Go ahead, Jeremy. Yeah, I'm not ecstatic about it. <laughs> I'll tell you that. I was certainly caught off guard and ended up throwing out a bunch of random names of the obvious choices like Roger Dorn and was super disappointed in myself. <laughs> Went back yeah. days later realizing all of the issues that I had with this uh, with this question and was truly disappointed. Ended up with Rowan Gardner on the mound. And it's like, come on, you're right. That guy, I had one pitch. What are we going to do? I, I think the difference, Jeremy, is that I'm the guest. And so I'm <laughs> afforded... You know, yeah, the, the, the niceties that others may not get, you're you're the regular, and so oh. you have to get mistreated. Well, he's – First time – Oh, go no, ahead, Chris. Go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say, he was the guest of honor when we asked him that question, though. He was sitting oh, wow. in your spot. Yeah, we – it was disrespectful of us, honestly. Yeah, you guys are – you guys are dicks. That's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Chris, do you want me to go ahead with, with my question here? Or Absolutely. Yes, sir. No, go, go. Oh, sure. Yep, you're I, have, I have not I have not been prepped on this either, so right. just to let you go. <laughs> well, all right. So, Jeff, actually, the reason I was on here is I actually uh, am Craig Mish's producer on Swings and Mish's his podcast. So that's sort of how I ended up here with these guys. Um, but uh, my question for you was actually about your experience in the Dominican Republic with Fernando Tatis. So I read your article, your cover story uh, on Fernando Tatis Jr., which was terrific, um, and I enjoyed the intricacies that you had about the life of Dominican ballplayers, Tis sort of had the difference there. So uh, a couple years back in, in 2016, while I was in college, I actually uh, was an English teacher at the Mets Academy in the Dominican Republic. Um, and so I got to teach Andres Jimenez uh, uh, was one of the guys who was there and a number of, of prospects in the organization. And speaking with those guys about their experience, you know, coming up from, you know, being kids with, with nothing, being signed at 16 years old and, you know, just sort of existing and how that academy was better than any place most of those guys had lived. I was wondering if you had either any sort of extra Tatis anecdotes or just sort of thoughts on the Dominican Republic and, and baseball players coming up from there through those academies. It was interesting seeing Tatis. One of the parts that we couldn't get into the story, it just didn't fit, especially the TV story, was this right. workout that he had on the beach. And you see it at the beginning when there's that unfortunate shot of me sitting there typing on a beach, <laughs> yes. which, which, I, which I would never do, in which I have caught holy amounts of shit for from my friends uh -huh. who were like, what are you doing typing on the beach? I already, it was like, I have baseball tonight, tomorrow, and the producer already, we're, it's going to be a bunch of Tatis stuff, and the uh -huh. producer already is saying we're going to have the Jeff Pass and Sandal shot. Oh, and amazing. Yeah, so I'm getting killed. And, and it, was the, <laughs> it was the same beach uh, where, where Tatis lives. Like, he lives off of, a, uh, off of a beach next to this beautiful condo that has, like, an infinity pool. It's like, it looks like a dream. and. Sure. There were there were probably 15 guys there to work out that morning. Robinson Cano was there. Like there were a lot of guys who were going to be big leaguers, and 
he just strolls in and the reverence that that group has for him, even though he's younger than most of the guys there, he's looked at as the dude and he's 21 years old. And that to me is like the fascinating part with him that he is so young and so good and seen already as the guy for the next generation of Dominican players. He's going to be the guy in the middle of the lineup uh, during the World Baseball Classic. He's going to be uh, the guy, you know, I don't know if he's going to be David Ortiz, who's like the godfather of everything, or Pedro Martinez, but he has a chance. And and getting in early, like at at the beginning of this, from someone who has a chance to be a national hero, and seeing right. him like in his formative years, it, it was kind of cool. Like I, I won't lie, um, I didn't think he was going to be this good this soon. Like I had, to, I had to, I had to sell the people at ESPN. Like, yeah, he's worth it for us to go down there to send, you know, a producer, a photographer, a lighting person, camera people, audio people. Like there were, I think there was a group of like eight or nine of us to go down there and cost money and it costs man hours and it's like why are we doing it for a kid who's played 80 games and thankfully they they trusted you know they trusted me when i said a this is a good story and b he's a stud and uh we're gonna look good when the story comes out and thank god he didn't start the year like over 22 (laughs) right i just like i would have just been crying and embarrassed and <laughs> it would have been terrible but and sure thank you thank you to him for making us look smart absolutely up next we've got aaron in memphis he's got another baseball question for you who to thunk go ahead aaron all right jeff so uh p- this is kind of a two-parted but piggybacking off the fernando uh little uh bit uh, this player that i'm going to ask you about was uh starting his mlb career when fernando was five so is it just me or do, is it like a thing around, I guess, the baseball industry that is kind of uh, flabbergasted that Yachty still catches regularly at his age? And also, am I, am I right to put him in my, like, as far as my lifetime, I'm 25. So am I right to put him in my Mount Rushmore of catchers of my lifetime? Are you a Cardinals fan? Is that going to change your answer? No, I just <laughs> I, yes. I just yes, I that anybody's referential terms of Yadier Molina yes. is God of Gods is a Cardinals fan because the myopia of Cardinals fan Molina and their willingness and desire to troll me about not thinking that he's a Hall of Famer is <laughs> Look at your face, <laughs> Jeff. He's got nine gold gloves in sixteen seasons. Oh, congratulations! He's got gold gloves. Oh, you know who's won gold gloves? DH, who played first base, or won a gold glove at first base. Gold gloves are voted on, and uh, excuse me, by managers and coaches who have great reverence for a guy based on his reputation. Yadier Molina is a great defensive catcher. There's no question about it. He's one of the best. But uh, the idea that he is a no-doubt lock Hall of Famer is just not backed up by numbers. 
and and that's always been my thing. He's been a below average offensive catcher for the almost entirety of his career. And that matters. That has to matter. If Yadier Molina goes into the Hall of Fame, I'm not going to be mad. Uh, I, I would understand it. But and I don't vote for the Hall of Fame uh, anymore. I dropped my vote because I think the Hall of Fame has handled performance-enhancing drugs in an incredibly hypocritical manner. Um, but if if I were to vote right now, I don't. I, I'd have to be convinced to vote for Yachty. And I, I listen. It would be wrong of me and untrue for me to say that part of that has to do with Cardinals fans. But I won't lie, every time I talk about Yadier Molina and a Cardinals fan hasn't heard it before, I get the biggest smile on my face because of the utter horror that is shown by Cardinals fans when I don't instantaneously say that Yadier's a Hall of Famer and he's the greatest thing to come to St. Louis since Toasted Ravioli and Emo's Pizza, both of which, by the way, suck. Okay, look, I thought you were going to come back with some sort of saving grace there at the end when you talked about toasted ravioli and emos, but now I'm just really disappointed in this entire interview, and I'm just, <laughs> I just don't understand what's going on, I, you know, I just, Dude, I'm sad I live now. in Kansas, I live in Kansas City, like, oh, what am I, no. yeah, okay, yeah, well, I mean, I can't, it. no, I have, I have friends in St. Louis, and uh, my time in St. Louis has been really mediocre. Um, and honestly, you know what toasted ravioli is? It's it's like a pizza roll. And do you know what Emo's pizza is? It's like matzo with bad cheese on it. Like there there are these, there are things in life that you can only like if you're from particular places. And you have to be from St. Louis to like either of those things. Well, I'm not from St. Louis, and I love both of those things. And Can you, you hear the hurt in his voice right now? Yeah, Jeff? I'm just really He's disappointed. so sad. He's so, so sad. sad. So I'll just say, you know what? I was okay. going to put you above Kirchin, but Kirchin said St. Louis is his favorite city. And so Kirchin... <laughs> Kirchin beats you. All right. I'm just gonna say Kirchin wins. You lose. Can I can I can I can I tell you what? That's the first good opinion you've had tonight. Because that's actually true. <laughs> it's it's hard to argue uh, with that one. Kirchin's no, it's not it's legend. not hard. It's not hard to argue. Like you can't you can argue with that one. Yeah, Tim's right, better right. than everyone. Tim's the best. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Aaron, Aaron uh, has a history with our guests dunking on him. So you just uh, you participated in a That's long incorrect. Uh, 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 <laughs> I know I've I, I've pointed it out before. You you've been dunked on before. It's okay. It's all right, buddy. Like that is your lane, and you do it well, and we love you for it. Okay. I, I'm okay right. with hey, other hey, Aaron, wrong. Aaron. Aaron, hold, Aaron, hold on a second. I'm known to like a pretty decent sized portion of the internet as an adult who talks like Elmo. It can be a lot worse. Like, it can be a lot worse than being the guy who gets dunked on. You can be the guy who talks like the, the child character. And, and so, listen, I, I learned a long time ago, just own it, man. And it's okay. Like, what you're doing is you're giving the platform for the guests to shine. And that is, I look at you more like John Stockton. 
Like you're just, you know what? You're just dishing it out so Carl Malone can run in and dunk it. Well, thanks for being on with us. I, even though I disagree with every everything I say, yes, but thank you very much for <laughs> taking the time to join us. All right, up next we've got uh, Jeff out in California. Go ahead, Jeff. Hey, Jeff. It's Jeff. Um, oh, so, hey, you got any more dicks for me to look at? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> thank you for that. Um, I, I, I was, I was actually gonna, <laughs> I was actually initially gonna ask a question about juice balls. Um, which really seems inappropriate now after my uh, initial <laughs> hot sauce faux pas. Um, so I, I'm just shook. I'm at a loss, man. I, I'm rattled, but but I'm I'm just gonna say thank you for. Hey guys, uh, guys, can we? I, I hate to do this. Can we pause for about a minute? I actually got to go get some news out there. Yep, yeah, absolutely. All right, thank you. And now you're seeing what my life is like. <laughs> this is uh, exciting. I don't even know what the news is. Nah, you know what? Never mind. Someone else. That's uh, okay. All right. Back to it. I'm sorry. Jeff, I felt bad because you were stumbling about how shook you are. Get your <laughs> shit together. Get it together and, I, and spit I, it out, I, man. Let's do I, it. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm rattled as all hell. I was trying to uh, do a screen share have, to like, help you see Pardon things. Me. And then every, yep. Morgan. Morgan, go ahead. Help. Hi. Introduce me, Crispy. I'm, I'm okay. Going. Okay. I'm up. All right, Jeff. This is our foreign correspondent, Morgan, in Australia. Go ahead, Morgan. I have a confession, and I'm very sorry. I sent Jeff that picture of the big black dick sauce. <laughs> Did you really? <laughs> <laughs> and I wanted. I I couldn't let him just sit there with that. Oh no! I, I wasn't. So, I'm gonna throw her under the bus. I was just gonna. I was gonna take one for Team Morgan, but oh. I was never gonna do that to you, buddy. <laughs> can I, can so, I tell you something? You know what? That's just that's just proof right there that Jeffs are good men. Good yeah, for you. We we Absolutely. Know. Seriously. Yeah, <laughs> Team Jeff. All right. Anyway, my, crispy, my, my, crispy. Hold, can we hold on one second? There's the, yeah. In this in this Zoom disaster that I have. Mm -hmm. There's this there's this picture of Crispy that keeps coming up with him with this giant smile and the scraggly hairs of the beard and it just pops up like a nightmare. Where I'm is so that coming from? I don't Where know. Is it coming from? Look, and hey, look, look here, old man. It's You're like, the one that can't like, figure out how to get into gallery view. Okay, he's like, this like is a, not on me. <laughs> it's like, no, that beard is a hundred percent on you. It's like a subliminal message of don't grow a beard. Oh my God. I, this is okay. All right. I'm the first person to get dunked on this heavily. Or uh, you're the first person to dunk on me this heavily rather. Uh, yeah. Okay. So maybe I'll go uh, trim it up after this uh, zoom call. So thanks a lot, Jeff. Appreciate it. Yeah. Making everyone feel good. Morgan, I appreciate your honesty right there. You're a good woman. Uh, I, I couldn't, I couldn't look in his eyes for another minute and watch him. He was dying. He was, it was so sad actually. It was. Uh, it was. He was like a little puppy. He was like, oh, no, now I have to speak. I'm so embarrassed. Anyway. No, it wasn't even like little, little puppy doesn't even begin to describe it. He was like, he was like a sad child who was just told that his dog died. It was just so, it was horror. Yeah. So, but I'll take that. That's on me. That's not on Jeff. As soon as it popped up, I lost it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. So did I. 
right. Jeff, Jeff, get your go ahead and ask ask your question. Well, it it was just about how how the story has gone to the wayside a bit in light of everything else. But I did want to ask where you uh, stood on the nature of the baseballs having been adjusted over the last couple, two, three years. I don't know if they were adjusted as in some grand puppeteer, whether it was Rob Manfred or somebody else behind the scenes in baseball said, we need to juice the baseballs, but they were clearly different baseballs. And I think that was, that was shown by the study that MLB did and, Again, when when you are studying your own product uh, and it's not truly independently being done, even though there are independent scientists and experts brought in, you're still studying yourself. So the veracity of that study will always be in question. Um, it's a it's a great conspiracy theory. Like I would I would love to believe that this is like the frozen envelope of of baseball. That this is the MJ gambled of baseball that, you know, home runs were down and offense was down and somebody said we need to juice the balls and they actually went out and did it. Uh, but I just, I'm not there yet. All I know is uh, baseball right now is, is such a three true outcomes game that it, to me, it's on the verge of, if not already well into the area of problematic. And I, I love baseball. I think baseball is great. I think players are better right now than ever. I also see that there's almost four minutes between balls and play right now and just don't think that is a sustainable thing going forward. And that to me is the existential threat that exists in baseball right now. Even though audience data this year shows that there are a lot of younger people getting into the game, even though I think there's a great reason to watch the game right now, uh, I think the direction in which it has gone in that respect uh, has been backward and that they need to figure out something how to remedy that because uh, I worry that it's going to the place where uh, if it continues on like this the the beauty of the game just is not going to be there anymore no it makes sense appreciate it um, again sorry for the hot sauce and uh, but I need way, to go buy it now yeah that's fair. is it good I, I don't know ask Morgan um, <laughs> All right. <laughs> real quick, real quick. Uh, you, your homie Mason's going to be on in a couple of days, so I'll tell him that uh, you'll be calling back any minute. Inside joke, but he gets it. <laughs> right, yeah, the knowing look on just for the audience uh, listening, uh, Jeff got a big smile on his face and started laughing. I don't know what that means, but Jeff obviously does. Do you have a sarcastic friend in your group named Jeff? Then go to shop.lowerafterhours.com and find them the perfect gift. All right, we're going to go out to Lou Rafter now, a.k.a. Bruce in Sales. Uh, he's got a question for you about Elmo. Go ahead. Hello, Jeff. Hello, how are you? Good. I hope my beard is not uh, horrendous to you. Uh, it could use some just for men, but that's okay. Oh man. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> look, it touched a gram distinguish. Yeah, um, that's what they all say. <laughs> my, my question is, uh, when did you realize that you could do the Elmo voice and has Elmo ever made its way into the bedroom? 
The latter one, absolutely not. I would get divorced instantaneously. Like, that's terrible. Um, the Elmo came out of me doing Gollum from uh, Lord of the Rings. And when I realized I could do, and, and the Gollum came from me doing Meatwad from Aqua Teen Hunger Force. And so it's been sort of an evolution that's been at different points of my life. Like when I lived in Kansas City, when I was 23 or 24, I would watch Aqua Teen Hunger Force super late at night and realize I could do Meatwad's voice. And then uh, for some reason, I think like Gollum was on TV and it creeped my wife out when I did the Gollum voice, so I would do it. And then you have kids and you're like, okay, you need some way to entertain them. And we were sitting, um, no, we were driving out to Kauffman Stadium for my eldest son's birthday. Uh, it was him, his younger brother, and a couple of kids from across the street, twins, who were a little bit older. And we were stuck in traffic. And in order to pass the time, I decided to do inappropriate Elmo. And that's where Elmo started. So I would talk like Elmo except say completely inappropriate things to my kids and to the neighbor kids. And, and it just made them laugh. And when you're stuck in traffic, there's nothing more that you want to do than distract them from saying, I'm bored. And so, and so you sing a song that uh, inappropriate Elmo took a dump on the bathroom floor and they <laughs> died at that. They loved that. Fantastic. All right. Thank we're going to go to, uh, we're going to go out to our favorite public servant, uh, the mayor of Cartersville, Georgia, Mayor Matt. Go ahead, Mayor. Hey, Jeff. Thanks for being with us tonight. I do have a special correspondent I'm going to call on to, uh, to take care of the duties tonight. Okay. Oh boy. Hi, ho, Kermit the Frog here with Lower After Hour News. I would like to ask you, uh, what is your favorite unwritten rule of baseball? <laughs> Elmo likes rules. Like, do unto others as Elmo would have them do unto Elmo. And never, ever listen to Stugatz. But Elmo also likes writing. So Elmo writes down all his rules. There are no unwritten rules for Elmo. Very good. I've also noticed quick follow-up. Cookie Monster has really bulked up during the quarantine. Are his balls <laughs> juice? <laughs> Elmo loves juice. <laughs> Apple juice and orange juice and gin and juice. <laughs> Elmo likes balls too. Especially big balls, but Emma doesn't know what juice balls are. Sorry. Thank you, Elmo. This is Kermit the Frog, Lower After Hour News. Uh, thank you, Kermit. Uh, we did not realize he was going to be making an appearance this evening. Uh, had no idea he was friends with the mayor from Georgia, quite frankly. So uh, we really appreciate him stopping by. We, I guess that's two guests, Lower Rangers what this evening. What the hell was that? All right, we're going to keep it moving here. We're going to go to Pam. Uh, I think she's got a, a birthday question for you. Go ahead, Pam. Hi, Jeff. Hi, Pam. How are you? 
I am well. I do not have a beard for you to make fun of or drag me for, or at least not one that picks up on camera. So I do have that. <laughs> so my question is, you mentioned earlier, you will be uh, 40 at the end of September. That's a big birthday. Do you have big plans or were they changed because of COVID? Like what is your 40th birthday going to look like? My 40th birthday in all likelihood will be spent with my family because my eldest son was born the day after me. And so typically he has like a, like in the past, we've gone to a hotel and gotten a suite and he and his friends have hung out. We've done stuff like that. Don't think we're going to be doing that this year. Have to figure out what the, what the whole birthday scenario for him is going to look like. However, I think the weekend prior, my wife and I are getting in a car and driving somewhere. I don't know where. We just want to get the hell away from the kids for like two days just of rest and uh, and bliss and silence. We might not talk to each other the whole time because We've been stuck in the house together for going on six months now. And I'm sure she is well beyond sick and tired of me. I don't get tired of her. She's great. But you guys have spent like 45 minutes with me now. And I'm guessing 75% of the room has been alienated at this point. So <laughs> I, I, can totally, I can totally understand that. <laughs> But yeah, we're going, I don't know if we're going east. I don't know. No, we're not going east because St. Louis is there. So I wouldn't do that to her. We may go west. We may go north. We may go south. We're going somewhere though. Awesome. Thank you so much. Hope you have a great birthday. Oh, thank you. It's very kind of you. That was unnecessary. I just want to say that was unnecessary. (laughs) 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 All right. All right. We're going to go. Aaron's still talking. Okay, we're going to go next to John in Miami. Uh, he's got a Marlins question for you. Go ahead, John. Hi, Jeff. <laughs> Hi, John. So um, with all the bad blood down here um, between the Marlins and the citizens uh, in South Florida, can the Marlins succeed down here uh, long term? I mean, not just win games, but like win over the, the citizens of, of South Florida. And, um, or is it just as simple as winning games? I want the answer to be yes. I want to believe that an organization that has been um, overcome with ineptitude for a couple of decades now can, can convince a citizenry that it is worth not just having around, but worth going to. I feel like every time a, a Miamian or someone from Dade County walks in, to that stadium, they're going to realize that it is just this unnecessarily opulent, overpriced burden on the people who live in the area. And that getting past that, and that getting past the the fire sales of the Samson Loria uh, era, and that getting past uh, the fact that they haven't won anything in, you know, two decades now are coming up upon that is a real thing and a real problem. I want to see them win consistently before I know that answer, because I look at a place like Cleveland where I'm from 
And the Indians have won fairly consistently and people still aren't going to that ballpark. Now you can blame the economy. You can blame the fact that people like watching baseball on TV, that they don't want to go downtown. There's a litany of reasons that organizations don't draw, but the Marlins have neither drawn in person nor on TV, um, which has led a lot of people to say that Miami is just not a baseball market. I think Miami can be a baseball market. I think the, the fact that as many kids play baseball down there as they do and as great uh, of a product high school wise and amateur wise as you have down there leads me to think that the Marlins can be something. They just have to convince the city that they are its team and that it's not the Yankees and that it's not any of the other popular teams out there that steal fans away. I think there is plenty of there are plenty of people down in Miami who could be Marlins fans. It's just incumbent on the Marlins to get them and don't know at this point if they're capable of doing that. Well, thank you for that answer. And thank you for not dunking on my beard. Uh, here's the thing. Your, your gray is nice and even. It actually looks like you have a second smile. I like that. <laughs> wow. Oh, that was sweet. That was adorable, Jeff. All right. We're going to go to uh, Barrett up next. Uh, he's got a serious baseball question for you. Go ahead, Barrett. All right, Jeff, I'm coming at you out of Duval here. And uh, the odd thing about it is I'm a Red Sox fan. Can I just so, dunk on your sideburns before anyone asks, what the hell is going on there? Well, this Holy one, I, I'm, I want a chin strap, but like you, there's no <laughs> connection right here. <laughs> like, Dude, here's the thing. Two fingers. If, yeah, if there's no connection and you realize it, then – you do everything you can to avoid, like you're like you're trying to grow the extra eleven hairs so that they can be pulled and taped into a connection. It's not working. You look like my cousin Jeremy, who had this terrible mustache for years and years, and I would tell him, "Shave that caterpillar. What is wrong with you?" And you he'd saying, say, "I are like you it." Saying the stash has to go too. Or I'm saying the, the whole damn thing. Oh, I'm going to be a pumpkin at that point. I'm not, I'm not doing that. But I appreciate your opinion and we'll take it into consideration. That's okay. I appreciate that. Thank you. Guys, I, please know that I love all of you and <laughs> that, and that, and that, listen, I have a terribly punchable face at times. And if everyone wants to punch me right now, it's quite all right and warranted. No, Jeff, and I have, and here's the thing I have huge ears and, my nose is too big and my eyebrows look problematic. Like there's plenty of physical issues going on here with me as well. So I'm just casting stones because clearly I don't feel very good about myself either. Jeff, you're kind of a dish. I'm not going to lie. Now to my baseball <laughs> question, um, you know, 2015 through 2018 Red Sox were arguably the most prolific offense to ever get on a diamond. Can you please explain to our Yankee fans as to why this current roster will never recreate that magic? Uh, I think your premise is a little flawed. I mean, did you just say like the best to get on a diamond? They offensively, offensively, no, no, no. no. They won a hundred games two out of those years. And uh, I believe their home run total as a team broke records back-to-back years. Nah. <laughs> I, don't think that's, 
don't believe that's true. He's because not taking the bait, Barrett. It is true, and they won the World Series one of those years. Right, one of those years. So you're comparing them. I'm just wondering, like, better than Murderers Row Yankees? I think you got to take take into consideration the competition at the time. We were going up against the cheating Astros, and those Yankees had everyone in the league. I mean, you, you got to take the era as well, right? And back then, granted, pre-integration and pre-Latin America, so the teams weren't quite as loaded, but there were a lot fewer players in Major League Baseball. Thus, you would think that the concentration of the players in the league were a little bit better. I'm not saying if you dumped Murderer's Row right now that they would be able to hit the nasty, filthy pitches that are coming. I'm just saying you're calling the Red Sox offense from 2015 to 18 the best offense in history? I am, definitively. Definitively. Hey, those sideburns, those sideburns give him confidence. Dodgers have a better offense currently. (laughs) Dodgers can never win the big game. Hold on. I'm actually going to let you two argue right now because I need to go get my, uh, I need to go get my plug because I thought that this was going to be quick enough where my battery wouldn't die, but you guys talk so much that it's down to 11%. He is roasting the shit out of you guys. Oh no, it's great. And it's absolutely great. I I, I think you look great. I I want a shot back before it's over. Seriously, if Liberreddit's giving out the compliments, people must be fucking rude on this. You can skip me. I don't want to get roasted. (laughs) I think you look (laughs) he can't even see you. Bullshit. He is asking that question. No, that guy's mean. Eric, grow, <laughs> grow one at least. <laughs> grow one. Murph, Murph, I'm throwing it to you next. Okay, everybody, all right, everybody hush. He's back, he's back, he's back. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. He's back, be cool, be cool, he's back, be cool. Oh, oh, oh. Too late. Am I, am I really mean or am I just being mean? <laughs> There's a difference between the two. Yeah, but- I appreciated the honesty. By the way, guys, he was wearing his earbuds the entire time. He could hear everything. Oh, yeah, I, you heard were saying. Everything. I heard <laughs> yeah. everything. You dumbasses. <laughs> he play? I disagree. I don't think he could. So that means we're going uh, to Mike Ryan, right? Hold on yep. a sec. Hold on a sec. Who's the, who's the person who said he's too mean? I don't want uh, to ask him a question now. That would be the guy that's up next. That would be Mike Ryan fan account. He's got a serious oh baseball God. question for you. Go ahead, Mike Ryan fan Mike, account. Ask me a question, you coward. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, what MLB mascot would you pick to take on nine Elmos in a game of basketball, or baseball? Quickly, why is it so dark at your house? <laughs> I'm outside. Are you hiding something? <laughs> it looks like a murder cave. <laughs> What's going on there? It's inside my house. All right. Okay. The inside of your house. Look, that's a huge TV. All right. Impressive. Um, which MLB mascot? Yeah. I got to be honest. My mascot knowledge is not great. And I don't want to – like. I feel like I should know who the re- like who the mascot who would go really crazy is. Like, if this were the NHL, you'd say Gritty clearly because Gritty is like a like Gritty is like the mascot version of the Marlins, like home run sculpture in center field, just like 
was conceived on hallucinogenic drugs. Um, hmm. I mean, it, like, oh, I know who. It's the Swing and Friar. I don't know if the Padres still have yeah. the Swing and Friar as their mascot anymore, but a monk with a club could take care of nine Elmos. Perfect. And uh, for your road trip, you should go to Colorado. I think that's where we're going, actually. Yeah, nice. that's the plan. Yeah. Because I'm in Missouri, too. We just did it two weeks ago. It was like 10 hours. Perfect. I was going to say, like like boring drive, though, right? I feel like I-70. I, I remember I, uh, I graduated from college, uh, did an internship at the Washington Post, went back to Cleveland, where I'm from, and my good friend from college, Greg Bishop, who works at Sports Illustrated now, and I both got jobs on the West Coast. I was in Fresno, California. He was in Seattle. And we drove across the country together. And I remember the drive between Kansas City and Colorado. I believe I said it was like the most boring Escher painting or Escher drawing of all time because it's just the same cornfield over and over and over and over again. Yeah, that's all Kansas is. Yep. All right. We're going to throw it to uh, Morgan, our foreign correspondent. Uh, back to her in Australia. Go ahead, Morgan. Love Morgan. Hi. Hi, Morgan. Sorry. Um, I just wanted to apologize to my idiotic, myopic, stupid colleagues here with their stupid opinions. Um, I, I appreciate that. They're great. They're great. Honestly, they're great though. I like, let's, let's be serious. Their facial hair is horseshit, but yeah. they're pretty good. Otherwise they're good from far, but far from good. Um, so <laughs> I would like to know, it seems though we have um, ripped people to shreds on this uh, episode. I would like to know: Does Chris Bryant have the prettiest eyes in the world? He does not. Uh, he doesn't have the prettiest eyes in baseball, actually. Have you ever looked, Jeff? Now, have you ever have you ever looked at Kevin Kiermaier's eyes? I can't. I can only see KB. There's only one man for me. That's perfectly fine, but trust me, you are missing out. Like, okay. if you if you took Chris Bryant's eyes, which are admittedly very nice and put them on steroids like longer lashes longer lashes better brows deeper blue that's kevin kiermeyer okay so his eyes are juiced is that right yeah, that's uh, listen we all got to get by somehow right yeah, I don't, I, I'll, I'll have a look i might consider it maybe but here's the thing the rays are a very handsome team like between Kier, have you ever seen Tyler Glasnow? Yes, he's disgustingly good looking. Like it bothers me. It bothers me that somebody can be like six foot eight, throw a ball a hundred miles per hour, throw a curveball like he does. That person should be ugly. Yeah, it you doesn't not... really seem fair. No, I, no, I'm no. Like, why do these people win the gen genetic lottery? Like you can't be so good at everything. Go away. It's like it's like my uh, my brother-in-law. My brother-in-law is uh, he's a pathologist who works at like an Ivy League hospital. He's a good husband. He's a good father. He knows how to lay tile. Like he can do all sorts of things. And one time around Christmas, he was getting my father-in-law a puppy a couple hours away and was driving back in bad weather and he's his car slipped off the road into a ditch and after i found out he was okay i was like yes 
finally something that asshole can't do. He can't drive in weather. And I was so, I was really proud of myself as a person that night. See, when I thought that you were just a really nice person, I wasn't that interested. But now that I know you have a dark side, I'm so in. <laughs> right. You've earned, you've earned a fan on the other side of the, the globe tonight, Jeff. I, All right. I, I already hate your brother-in-law, but I really love you. Thank you. No, by the way, he, he, also, he also tore his Achilles this year. And I'm like, oh, you can't run either, you bastard. <laughs> All right, I'm going to throw it to uh, to Mark, a.k.a. Lebereddit. Go ahead, Mark. Hello, Jeff. So uh, your favorite video game, baseball video game of all time. I'm an RBI baseball man myself. Oh, God. It's, yeah, it's no. It's RBI baseball. There's no, like, there's no arguing this. I know you have your baseball stars, people from around, like, that same time. The next generation is big into Ken Griffey. My kid now loves the show. Nothing compares to RBI baseball and I've been I've been challenged uh, by a number of people at playing RBI baseball and once the pandemic is over I feel like I've got some like some challenges to to fill out there so if if you're down to playing at any point uh, I will whip your ass I will bear you as the California Angels <laughs> every day of the week are, are you are you saying are, are you are you saying that you pick the Angels because you have terrible choices in RBI baseball teams. Who no. picks a team that has Doug DeCensis in the middle of the lineup? Like, I know yeah. Wally Joyner's good. I understand that Reggie's good. I understand that Gritch is good. Like, they, they got guys, but the pitching is mediocre. Uh, it's, a, it's a poor choice. It's something a person who doesn't know anything about baseball would say. They're a well-rounded team. The bench is great. Do you know the trick about the bench? Are you aware of this? I do. I, I, I play RBI baseball. Yes, Mark. Thank you. Okay. Well, shit. <laughs> you, uh, you set yourself up for that one, quite frankly, Mark. Mark. You, might, All right. you, don't, you don't have any yeah. facial hair to, to dunk on. So uh, I've been growing this since quarantine. I started. This is what I got. Okay. All right. He doesn't have any facial hair, but he's got a nice little like rooster thing going on in front there. It's like what my hair used to look like until my kid called it old. <laughs> All right. We're going to throw it back to uh, Lou Rafter. I think he's got something for you. Go ahead, Lou. Hey, well, I might have something for you, but since you've come on and insulted all of us, I'm not sure if I want to uh, give this to you. But uh, we did, uh, while you were going, uh, we made you a custom hat, and it says, <laughs> Elmo likes juice. Can you guys send that to me so I can put it on my bed? So, hold on. Absolutely. You can see this. There's the there's the backdrop. Uh, yeah. That's that's used on TV. And uh, so you guys even got to look at the lower levels there, which are typically not seen on TV. It's got like the extra records that uh, I rotate in and out, and it's got. Oh, so this one's great. If you look down at the bottom, do you see a microscope down there? Mm -hmm. Now, that microscope is there from a couple weeks ago now when I passed a kidney stone and my wife wanted to look at it in a microscope <laughs> to see what it was like. Wow, quarantine's really getting to you guys, isn't it? The only reason, <laughs> the only reason that I brought that up is because friend of the show, Pablo Torre, uh, who's hosting e the ESPN Daily Podcast now, 
I went on, uh, I think it was the day, it was probably a day or two after. Uh, no, it was probably like three days after I passed the stone. And there, there are just certain things, you know, that you don't expect to be talking about on like an ESPN branded podcast. Right. My kidney stone was one of them. And then Pablo starts off the podcast with something to the effect of, so Jeff, my urologist father says, and I'm like, oh shit, is he really doing this? And yeah, Pablo really was doing that. Just telling the nation that I had a kidney stone. And so now, uh, here we go. <laughs> that uh, Pablo, yeah. If if anybody at ESPN uh, would uh, completely uh, throw that out there, just to get in the fact that his dad is a urologist, you know, uh, I think yes. that's, that's, <laughs> that that was the point of that. Let's be honest here. Um, <laughs> all right, I'm so. Is that, uh, is that just is that just so Pablo can like talk about how he's he's a failure comparatively? Like yes, the self, probably. The, yeah, the self loathing <laughs> there. My dad's a doctor. I'm a disappointment. You exactly. Know, and then, and then of course, and then that brings out the fishing for compliments thing where everybody's like, no, Pablo, you're the smartest. We love you. Like you're, you're the absolute best. Uh, he knows what yeah. he's doing. Let's, let's be, let's be real here. All right. Uh, Jeff Passan, um, before, uh, we end it, I'm going to throw it. I, I've got a, uh, uh, request in the chat to throw it back to our correspondent in California, Jeff. Uh, I think he's got a bone to pick with you or something. Go ahead, Jeff. Well, well, first off, I, I would like to apologize again for the hot sauce. Um, and I very much uh, like to thank you for joining us. But also, this motherfucker coming in here talking shit on all my homies' beards, and he can't grow a goddamn beard. 39 years old, looks like he's going on 19. And, and he's in here talking shit on my point guard's beard. And... Like, I'm sure, like, you'd like to talk shit on my beard if you got a chance, but I'm, I'm sorry. I just, I had to roll for the bros really quick. But also, thank you very much for, like, really pooping on Aaron, because that's one of my favorite things. <laughs> I, I feel like you were trying to come at me there, and it was just like that scene from The Simpsons at the end of the Cape Fear episode where, where Sideshow Bob is stepping on rakes. And he steps on one rake and it hits him in the face. <laughs> and he goes, Ugh. and then he turns around and steps on another and it hits him in the face. And it was just, it was really painful. But yeah. I appreciate the effort. Yeah. I completely regret even throwing it to him in the <laughs> um, All right. On that note, we're going to end it right there, Jeff Passon. We've got gotten through everybody. Uh, and on the count of three, can I get a thank you, Jeff? One, two, joining us i'm 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 gonna i'm just gonna troll you on twitter now with pictures of my beard Uh, i hope you realize this Uh, yeah you will get muted (laughs) (laughs) i I hope so that's gonna be my uh my my goal for the next week is to get muted by jeff batson uh so here's good luck to me jeff thank you again for joining us man we really enjoyed this thank you 
You are uh, wonderful sports, and I appreciate it, and I love all of you. Thank you very much. Love you, too. Thanks, Thanks. Thanks. Thanks for listening to this episode of Lauer After Hours. You can always reach us on Twitter at Lauer After Hours or Instagram at Lauer After Hours. We're available wherever you get podcasts, so don't forget to download, subscribe, review, and rate five stars. Hey, hot take though. Pitchers are the worst athletes in the world, bro. Aren't they the most cosmic people? Let's be honest, bro. Like they do, they got the worst play in sports outside of like hitting people in the knee or undercutting somebody in basketball, bro. They like the most unsportsmanlike people, bro. And then they don't even got to fight for themselves, bro. Like they're the worst people in sports, bro. That's a hot take. But have a good night, dog. Stay up. Nice, cheers. <laughs>